Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. Wow, the second podcast today. This is going to be like a marathon. We're going to be podcasting for like three hours. Real quick, if you guys didn't see it up on our channel, you can go check out our season 44 cast assessment right now. Go watch us make all of our predictions on where people are going to finish for the upcoming season and the biggest obstacle standing in their way to becoming soul survivor it's i think we all had an amazing time it's really it's a fun watch so i definitely recommend going and checking that out but i cannot do this show today by myself we are here to cover survivor australia heroes versus villains episodes 10 through 12 week four and i am joined by my two lovely counterparts no guests today but that is not going to hold back the entertainment as we have a ton to speak on uh first off let me help me by welcoming tegwith back tegwith how are you doing today <laughs> i'm doing really well i thought it was a great couple of episodes so i'm super stoked to talk about uh talk about it with y'all uh and i'm loving the amount of survivor talk i'm doing today i'm like super Ooh. into it mix that with all your tiktoks you're not survivored <laughs> out at the moment no such thing there's no such thing i i love the answer and as always, we are joined by everyone's favorite castaway, Eric Abraham from season 41. Er- uh, see, I almost called you Eric. Abraham. Randy, are you burnt out, Randy? What's going on here? Finding his teeth. Hey, look, it's been a long day. Let me tell you that. But Abraham, how are you doing, man? Hey, look, no complaints, man. Loving to see Survivor. Uh, this Australian Survivor is fire. If you're huh. not out there watching an episode of Australia Survivor, your Survivor game is not up to speed. I mean, there's so many moments that can help you when you get selected to be on Survivor. This is like the one-on-one on how to be a Survivor player. So King George, I got to give King George credit. I nice mean, guy he's to, still going strong. But ruthless. Ooh. I mean, we've talked about this before, but everyone here in this room do we all agree that survivor australia is the best i can't remember if you did tegwith if you agreed with us 
I'm like 50, 50. Uh, I love Australian survivor. I think that there are a lot of strengths that it has that I think U S survivor does not have. However, I do think there are some strengths that, you know, the U S survivor has that Australian survivor doesn't have. Um, so I think it really depends on the episode, the season. Um, like I think it's, uh, really good, but I sometimes think it's like comparing apples to oranges or like tangerine to oranges. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, yeah. A little you know. similar, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, def- yeah, two different products. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And I'm going to go into, we'll get into it a little bit later on in the show, but there were some things that I noticed this week that went, uh, okay, Australian Survivor does have its flaws. And I'm sure we're going to get into that, that last tribal council and give our opinions on that because it kind of robbed us of a really huge move. But let's start with who we lost this week, and then we can kind of spiral off of that. First off, it was heartbreak for pretty much everyone watching the show when we had to say goodbye to Jordy. The problem with that is we shouldn't have had to say goodbye to Jordy because he was able to successfully do a uh, an immunity idol pass by getting Shawnee's immunity idol passed over to him. So that left Shawnee... And or not Shawnee, sorry, Jordy and Liz with immunity idols to use, and they could have sent anyone they wanted home. Uh, so let's start with uh, with Abraham here. <laughs> Was this a huge mistake on Jordy's part, or did he have the right idea here to try to keep the idols and still make the move happen? First of all, Jordy is one of my favorites from his first his first conception on uh his first season out there. Uh, and I, I, I rooted for Jordy, but I also said we got Jordy and we didn't get the Joker. Cause the Joker is what got him put out the game. Jordy was kind of more reserved. We saw him, he's becoming a new father. All that is great. But if you got an idol, you're outnumbered on the tribe and you on the, and you on there to get picked off. That is, that's the time to play it. You got every sign that says play your idol. Every sign that said play your idol. And I, I don't know where Jordy missed the signs at, but you knew you was not on the top at all. You knew it's going to be one of you three, and you knew Simon was already with the guys. So if I nothing else, it. you burned it. I, I disagree. It I was going to say the no. one thing you said he saw it coming. They Liz and Jordy were still highly convinced that Simon was still working with them as a villains three. Obviously, maybe that's something that we didn't really see off camera. Maybe they kept talking a lot because to us, it was obvious that he had joined up with the guys. But Jordy and Liz still believed they were three strong. Um, Tegu, uh, hold, hey, hey, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Abraham's like, no, let me, let no. me, let me go back. Once you pull that idol out, it's a wrap. You pulled it out and you made a demand. Say, hey, look. We need y'all to vote our way. Once you do that, you got to play the idol. There's no I going mean, back for it. I mean, Abraham, all they needed was Simon to go with them, and it would have worked. They would have, if, if it, I if I think of the numbers correctly, it would have help, helped. Help me out, Ted, because was, if he was in, if he it was, was in draw. his own tribe, that would have worked, but he was in somebody else's tribe. Yeah, well, I, I think it's 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 really like, my, my thing is, is, if I ever go on Survivor or whenever anyone's on Survivor, I think the thing you have to remember is in just in life, no matter how smart you think you are, you should always imagine that you should always play and always live like there is somebody who is smarter than you are. And I think 
a lot of times on Survivor, like Jordy, uh, you gotta, you just gotta get to the next vote. Like that's how you, that's what you do on Survivor. Just, just get to the next vote. And I know I get the temptation of wanting to, to hold on to it. I personally, the moment he was like, but what if I went, no, 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 no. <laughs> Overthinking no. again. Because yes, exactly. And it's in my opinion, there was a strong arming of who was it? I think it was Nina and Haley. Haley, yeah, um, Haley, Haley. Where, where Jordy literally said, like, if you don't do this, like, it might, I might have to be one of you. And I think when you kind of threaten somebody like that, it's you're going to be like, well, now I really don't want to do it. You know what I mean? And they're going to try to figure out a way for that not to happen. And so I think if you threaten somebody in such a way, because that was, they threatened them. They were like, oh, yeah. look at this. Like I've got this, and if you if 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 you go wrong, I will use it against you. Um, and so, really, it hurt me so much because I love Jordy and I love the way he approaches the game. I love that he treats it like a game, and you know, even though he had it around his neck when he left, he was laughing and he was like, "Ah, man," you know. But it just was like I think he had to really think, like you know, if I think I'm smart, there's probably somebody who was smarter than me. So just do the original plan. I've always said, don't, if you have an idol, don't share it. Like, you know, don't tell, you tell, you tell Haley and Nina, obviously they're going to tell everybody like they're, they're not in your alliance. So you have to, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So I was just so upset. I mean, obviously no one is more upset than probably Jordy. Um, but man, I just think that it was played not right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, poor game move. But but I I do have to add on. I agree. I agree with everything that's being said. Is I think he should have just played it. I definitely land on the side of if you have an idol. I I think people try to hold on to it way too long. I agree with the statement you said, Teg, with where it's like, just get to the next vote. If you have a guaranteed shot to get to the next vote, especially when you're in a minority, you know, forget Simon, forget Liz. Forget all the heroes. You are just look at the numbers. It's whatever it is, six to three, seven to three, whatever the numbers are. I mean, you have a guaranteed, you know, pass to the next day. So I I do agree with all that, but sometimes (laughs) you gotta, but sometimes you gotta make those big moves. And, you know, for everyone, none of us are obviously hitting up Jordy and being like, oh, you're so stupid and stuff like that. But I always laugh at it because he did say that he had a lot of people message him and say that was just a terrible decision. If it went back, if it went the other direction and Simon stayed with Liz and Jordy, we would be looking at this right now as move of the week. Jordy is probably player of the week. He's turned the numbers in his favor. Um, so it's that fine line of do you make that huge move or do here, you just go the the boring option? So yeah, hindsight is, is always twenty twenty, you know. I mean, but you could have replayed the idol like this and say, okay, they could have said, hey, we do have an idol. Liz has one, and showed that one idol, and said, hey, we want y'all to vote with us. We got one idol. It still would have made Jordy the target, which you really wanted to be the target, and say, okay, who do y'all want to vote with? And got them to give them a name and says, hey. We know we can save the person if you had to vote somebody out. Because Sam is Sam is starting to rock. He rocky because he got those votes the last tribal. And say, okay, who do y'all want me to vote? And vote Sam. And then say, okay, when the tribal came, who has an idol? Who has an idol? He could have played it then. You still would have got the same results. You'd have got somebody out. They'd have never saw the second idol coming anyway. Liz could have kept her idol because she said she had it. And you gotta play to the next. That's one thing that's consistent. 
if you have an idol and you feel like you're in some type of danger, you, you got to play it. Benjamin, Benjamin said, look, I know I, I'm going next. I'm playing this <laughs> idol. I'm not playing with you. George, uh, who played the idol for George? Shawnee. Yeah, Shawnee. Said, we got mm -hmm. a bad feeling. Played it for George. And sure enough, if she hadn't played it for George, George would have been out now. So I would say for Australian Survivor, and the way it's structured is, always play your idol. Now, oh, Tegwood, did you have something to add there? Well, I was just going to – I was just going to totally agree with all of that. My one thing is I wish – and obviously I'm not on the island. I don't really know what was going on there. But from a viewer's perspective, this seems like a very tribe-oriented season where people are sharing idols. People are supporting each other. People are sharing secrets from across the tribe maps. Matt, they are villains. Like the villains are sticking with the villains, obviously, other than Simon. The heroes are sticking with the heroes, typically. Uh, there's always an exception to the rule. Um, and so, I don't know, from a viewer's perspective, to me, it's pretty clear that they are the tribe is staying like the tribe, uh, like they're sticking with them. And so I just like from a viewer's perspective, it just made total sense. That the heroes were going to stick together no matter what. The amount of time it took for Nina and Haley to give up a name, to give up Sam's name, seemed like it took like a year and a half. <laughs> like it seemed like <laughs> it took like... forever. And I think that's a I think that was a that should have been a red flag. That should have been a red flag that they didn't want to get rid of anybody. They didn't want to throw somebody's name out at all and i think that that really should have been a red flag and you know obviously like i said hindsight is 2020 it's super for easy for us to talk about like what it should have been and what it shouldn't have been and how you should have done um but you know it's just hard because i loved jordy so much and he's such good tv and it just it was so hard to watch it was like right. oh it was just so hard to watch and so yeah. um yeah he's he's the first returning player voted out he is First one this still. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and First. only, yes. And and there was a I keep mentioning his name and we're going to chat a lot about him a little bit later in the show, but Simon was the the key piece here flipping on mm -hmm. them and going and you could tell how shocked they were. Their jaws dropped. They said who it had to be Simon. And it was just it was shocking to them. Anyone surprised that it was that shocking because Oh, I, I, no. it, I, on the Island, maybe, but I'm like, Jordy, you already, you already gave all of his secrets away. So this should not be shocking. Liz, no one really gets along with you other than Shawnee and, and George. So it shouldn't be really shocking on your, I was, I was shocked that they were so convinced that Simon was with them. Yeah. Especially since, um, Jordy, I think at one point even said, while it while before the swap even happened, I think it was Jordy. He was like, you know, the moment he gets over to the other beach, oh, no, he's going to want to be. Yeah, he's going to want to work with them. And so, I mean, Jordy even had that realization. Uh, so that's that was why it was even more shocking to me because I honestly didn't even think of that until Jordy said it. And once Jordy said it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. He would of course do that. Um, so that's that's why I was even shocked was because somebody <laughs> literally said. He's he called it all season long. Yeah, yeah, and he, but Jordy's not a little guy. I mean, Jordy is just as big as they are. I don't understand the, the difference in he's like, oh, these big guys. I'm like, you're just as big as they are. But I can understand his how to build a relationship. And he was like, no, the competitiveness and everything else. But he forecasts everything that was going to happen and then went the opposite way. <laughs> it was like, well, the thing for Jordy is he said this in the interview we had with him was, 
that's not his game. He doesn't want to. He said there's a difference between we brought up the fact that people have been using shields all season. Mm. And he says there's a difference between using someone as a shield and using someone as like a guard to hide behind. And he mm. said Simon getting with the, the big guys is basically using them to hide behind those bigger dudes. Whereas someone like George or less George, more Shawnee is using George as like an actual, she's manipulating mm. the decisions that they make and actually using him as like a bigger target and not hiding behind him. So it was very insightful. Um, let's talk about the the flip side of this, right? Because we have kind of seen this downfall of the hero strong going on for a couple of weeks now. I think back to, I think it started kind of when they sent Jerry over and that kind of turned Jerry to the dark side in a sense. And now I, I'm, Jerry looks rougher every single episode. And I'm like, he looks more and more like a villain every single episode. He looks like uh George's like little henchman. Um, and then it went on to when Paige got voted out and they were so shocked by that. Um, and a little more in this latest episode when everyone found out the idol was fake, but we've kind of seen this downfall of hero strong and they really, they lost Sam here. This was kind of an awakening for Sam and saying, whoa, whoa, okay, I am not good being on the bottom of this Heroes Alliance. And this causes more people to kind of break out as well. Nina and David were two people all season that we weren't hearing anything from. David had not had one confessional all season. <laughs> he just had his first one. Congratulations, David. He just had his first confessional in episode 12. Um, Nina, we started hearing a little bit more from Nina found out those two are actually best friends which is something we haven't seen all season long they bring in sam now who feels like he's at the bottom and then they turn around and bring in liz the one like true villain on the tribe who is on the outs they just go hey you want to work with us and now they're starting to notice that sean and Haley are kind of the king and queen of the heroes tribe so it's it's interesting that this dynamic is starting the form where this week, how I saw it, the villains are getting closer together, able to pull in some pieces, and the heroes are starting to fold in on one another. We also saw this with George kind of sitting back and saying, I am feeling super comfortable on this tribe. And you have Flick, Ben, and Maddie all going to him, and this is what <laughs> I offer. We had two people say I can be double agents. And I love George's confessional where he's like, Maddie's over here promising the same thing that Flick just promised me. And like, they're basically begging for their lives in the game. Um, I'd love to hear you guys' opinions on this. If anything stands out to you in particular, but it's kind of interesting to me seeing these tribe dynamics switch to where this has been a heroes dominated game, but we're going in the merge week and I am fully confident that the villains are in a better spot than the heroes at the moment. I, I'm going to say that we don't need, we don't really know now who's a hero, who's a villain. It's starting to be blurred between that. We just got survivor players and everybody's trying to position themselves to get to the, to the win, to get to be the sole survivor. So the title of hero and villains, I think once they started to merge the tribes, it got dropped off because now you got flick, you got Matt, they're, and Ben, before he got voted out, they're playing for their survival lives, making decisions. And George is saying, hey, Flick, if you throw the idol in the fire, we're going to go ahead and save you. Now, not knowing that Sam gave her, not Sam. Um, Simon. Simon gave her the clue to what was to an immunity idol, not a real immunity idol. 
which backfired because on the next thing, George took advantage of that and said, oh, they gave you a fake idol so they can get you voted out. So it's just so much gameplay of survival now, except for you don't hear anything from George except for I'm just going to obliterate the whole tribe. And Gary, you don't hear anything from now except okay, uh, Jerry, where I'm yeah. vote at. Jerry, where am I going to vote at? Now, Stevie, <laughs> Stevie is a wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie will keep you up in the middle of the night on the island because you don't know exactly. His editing for chaos is outstanding. Whoever mm -hmm. edited Stevie is doing a great job because you have no idea until tribal who's going to vote for him. Tegwish, shed some light on the situation. Who's who's running this game at, at, at this current moment? Because in my eyes, it's kind of Abraham saying it's getting blurred. Everyone's kind of finding their groove in the game. We're not doing this whole tribal alliance thing. But then you just said, you know, you can still tell it's kind of tribe strong. So where are all these players at heading into this this merge week? Well, I always my, this my approach to Survivor just honestly sports even it's like if i am i'm a big i'm a big baseball fan and if somebody is leading in the beginning of the game like for the first three or four innings they've got like four or five runs under their belt i think that team is losing uh, i think people get cocky i think people who have the lead early on can feel like they can sit on their laurels and like be like yeah we've got this in the bag um and i feel like i see this a lot on survivor so i feel like um you know, I just feel like you see them kind of eating at each other before they need to when the tribe just keeps winning. Whereas on the flip side, if a tribe has to is forced to, you know, whittle it down to three players or or to, you know, whatever it is, um, I think that that is a bond that's sometimes pretty difficult to break. Now, obviously, that's not true all of the time. Um, but I really think that these villains, most of these villains have a bond that is so maybe not like, like, like the tightest because it is survivor, but just so much tighter than the heroes because the heroes didn't really have to do a lot of infighting. How many heroes uh, have been voted out Two, yeah, two this whole time. Uh, they had to vote it. for, they had to vote for Jerry um, again. Oh man, if I were if I were Jerry, I would be burning things. If I I would go, <laughs> I, I would be like I would be a villain. Me, if, you see, if I see my name written down one more time, oh, the, I'm gonna. He's mm, getting a villain arc right now. Like every time he's with George, like J George is talking to someone, he's right there. That's why I say he's like him. his henchman. He's right there, and you always see him laugh. Like, <laughs> like Good it's, for him. it's he's he's fitting right in. I got so mad for him at the, at, what was that, the Ben vote, where yes. he got some votes. And I went, can we stop just throwing votes on Jerry, please? It was a, That's he, so rude. He's, he's the split vote king. Anytime oh they need God. the split votes, they say, let's split it between this person and Jerry. I'm so over it. If I were Jerry, I'd be like, literally, guys, one more time. I swear. I, do it. I swear, do <laughs> I'll it. I'll throw you but, in the fire. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> thought, That's what I would do if I were Jerry. Because <laughs> I thought Simon, Simon was on the way out. And I was like, how is he surviving? But let's go back. Let's go back to the previous episodes where Haley was just trying to survive the first boot. Now she she's 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 a mastermind in the game. I, I like, still don't know. I still don't know if she's as mastermind. I don't know what word I'm trying to get. I don't know if she's as much of a mastermind as it's painting mm -hmm. her at the moment, because it, I'm convinced that Haley is still hero strong. And you're starting to see these cracks form. Like yeah. Nina and David are 
they're off with they're kind of doing this. Nina said it. She's like, you know, eventually you can become a villain and it's starting to feel kind of good. And so and I don't even think Haley realizes at the moment. I think her and Sean are just at the top of the mountain and they think everybody is following along. So who do you think so, that she would have gone home uh, in this yeah. past episode had the twist not happened? Do you think it would have been do. Haley? I do think she would have been gone. I would love to hear from like at some point when we talk to Nina once she's won, uh, because we're not going to get an exit interview with her because <laughs> yeah. she's going to win. Um, so once we when she's won, I would love to hear you know whether or not that was actually in the cards because um, you know sometimes the edit can like play with you. Um, I would love to hear her her two cents on that. Now there's only two tribes in Australian Survivor, but there are three fashions going into the merge. You got Nina, Sam. And Matt, because we're hearing anything. No, not Matt. No, Liz. David. And yeah, David. David. No, no, that's a strong three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, strong, strong three. Because three. I, I did think that. I'm like, why are they trusting Liz? Liz is mm-hmm. going to go right back with Shawnee and George the moment she can. So I don't oh, know Liz, why they. Liz, Liz I have no idea why they were trusting her in the first place. I'd love to hear that. Is mm-hmm. why you girls. would even trust her in the first place. But yeah, that's beside the point. Yeah. You got George and his group, uh, and the Spice Girls and. I don't know why they got Jerry as a Jerry Exus Bosco, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, and Stevie Spice. Um, and then you got Sean with his his group. His so, media alliance, in a sense, yeah. So who's left out? There's a couple key wild cards here. I think Maddie Flick. could be looked as a flick. Maddie, I think at this point, are wild cards in the game. Um, I also think Simon. that actually, what'd you say? Probably Simon. Simon, yes. Simon, yes. Simon is a throwaway. Or do you think Simon is tied to Sean now? Like from Simon's perspective, do you think Simon is like, I will do what Sean does? Not from Sean's perspective. So like, let's do you think talk. Simon's tight with Sean? I think we're going to answer this. And I wanted to go ahead. We're going to go back to the Ben tribal in a couple of minutes. But let's talk about this last tribal. Because going on that comment that you just made, it was a mutiny. It was a non-elimination episode. And basically JLP laid it out where you all are going to go vote with a chance to go to the villains or sorry, the heroes tribe, the new heroes tribe. If you don't want to go over to that tribe, don't write your name down. If you do want to go over there, write your name down. If multiple people write their names down, then we're going to draw rocks. If nobody writes their names down, then we're going to draw rocks and someone's going to get stuck over there. So I think we all expected Liz to write her name down. That was not shocking whatsoever. But what was shocking is I think Simon not writing his name down. Sean and, was whispering to him to to write his name down. Yeah, I think I adding that and and the fact that if you're Simon at this point in the game, right, and you are a lone wolf, nobody wants anything to do with you in this game. You have been George continues to just make you look like a fool in this game. If you look at who's on the heroes tribe and you look at who's on the current villains tribe, you know, you just burnt everyone on the villains. Now, obviously you can look over at the heroes. Maddie's not going to want to work with you. Flick's not going to want to work with you. None of the spice girls. Stevie at this point is the only, I think Stevie would come back. I think when Stevie sees a clear cut opportunity to vote George out, that's when we're going to lose Stevie, but it's too many players still left in the game. And here's the thing about it is, if Simon goes back, he has no allies on either side. 
So you got Flick waiting for you to say, okay, you know what? He's a disposable player. So either side, you saying, hey, we don't need him over on the Villains Tribe, so who's going to play with him? Because he would have been voted out anyway. They weren't trying to get Haley out. So Simon is the first. If the merge happens, he would be my first player to go out. Because nobody would be concerned. Yeah, Simon wouldn't be a concern to anybody. Well, and I Simon kind of... dug that own hole. He dug his own hole by one, not going contentionally out of George too early in the game. He should have waited and said, "Hey, if I make it to merge, I'm going after George at merge." But he's going to the George on day one, and George has been killing him. Tag with you had well, something to add? Yeah. Well, I I actually kind of wasn't shocked that Simon didn't write his name down, <laughs> um, mainly because. When you look at the biggest foe, I guess, on the heroes versus the villains, right now the biggest foe for Simon on the heroes is George. And that is somebody who he has been butting heads with since day one. He's actively gotten into fights with him. George has called him like all of like, you know, called said that he wasn't intelligent, said all these things to him. They they've gotten into like actual actual fights versus on the villains, the biggest quote unquote foe on the villains for him, I guess, would be Sean. Um, and Simon did say that he thinks that Sean will hold his end of the bargain that he swore on his kids. Whereas Sean, you know, said in his confessional, you know, that's like null and void to me because he thought that um, uh, he lied. Simon lied. But then also in another episode, um, Simon, there are too many S names. Simon. <laughs> Simon. Simon. Um, <clears throat> Simon did say that Sean was a survival survivor idol of his. And so I think as a big survivor fan that Simon is, he would rather work, try to work in my mind. He would try to work with somebody who he actively liked watching on television and he idolized versus someone that he has been butting heads with for the past, what, 25, 28 days. Um, And so that's kind of why I wasn't shocked. They didn't write his name down. Um, and even even with Sean whispering in his ear, like, oh, you should do it. You should do it. I, I really feel like in if I were Simon, I would feel like I could turn Sean, whereas I the working with George, that's long gone. That is a long gone like fever dream that he won't ever be. Able I mean, to, this to is, it, it is not going to end well, this rivalry mm-hmm. between George and Simon, because like you said, we continue to see it. They've been in multiple arguments. I mean, we saw in this latest episode when everyone found out that the cookie idol was not an actual idol. And George is just continuing to interrogate him to the point where Simon's like, I have no idea what's happening. And George literally, and I quote, well, I think we can all see that Simon. Yeah. It's like, it just, and then you had the reward challenge where I I think this is a perfect example. Now I'm sure the edit really played up to it and I'll explain that in a second, but this is a, a perfect example of the different ways that these two are perceived in the game at the moment, George takes his ring, chucks it and everyone's <laughs> laughing about it. Simon then repays the favor, chucks it. And we see multiple people who kind of roll their eyes and, and I don't play dirty. Somebody said, yeah, don't play dirty. Yeah, don't play dirty. Uh, Liz rolls her eyes. And that was really interesting. And that's something that, you know, no offense to casual fans, but that's something you might not pick up on if you're not like us and we're looking at every little thing, you know, diehard fans. But I, I thought that was really interesting. That's That just shows you the two different perspectives at the moment. They can do the lit, literally the exact same thing. But when George does it, everyone thinks it's hilarious. When Simon does it, something's wrong with it. He shouldn't be doing that. Um, And that's really interesting to me. 
You know what? But Simon, Simon has created that whole situation himself. George, I mean, it's almost like they got together and George said, hey, I need you to say all this stuff here. And then when the show starts, I'm going to come back and say all this stuff here because it looks like it all fits together. Every time Simon says something on the mat, it just looks like George is already ready for his, for his, for his response to it. And with the actual challenge, you got Simon so much more bigger than George. It makes it almost like George is a little kid compared to him physically. Why would you need to throw his ring back? Now, George well, let me just say, life. Stevie did win without his glasses. So I don't think <laughs> that... Thank you, you for saying I mean? that. That's, that was in my mind. I said, as soon as Abe stops talking here, I'm throwing out the fact that Stevie beat Liz. But anyway, just I say want... that. Steve, Stevie didn't have glasses. So he, and Stevie was full speed ahead. And that's the thing about it is, those relationships in the game either can play to help you or play to hurt you. And right now, Simon has just got so many bad relationships going on that he, he's got to be able to survive these next couple of votes. If he can survive these next couple of votes, Simon's good. But if he can't survive these next couple of votes, because now everybody can be an ally of somebody else on the merge, because now everybody's the same. And, and, and just to remind everyone, we haven't hit the merge yet. We still no. have probably at least one or two more episodes until we hit the merge. Um, did anyone else feel that people were being a little bit too hard on Simon? Um, and, and right after we talk about this, we'll go back to that Ben, um, vote out where everyone kind of realized it was a fake idol. Um, but I mean, I don't know what else Simon could have done here. He said, I thought it was an idol. It had a green emerald on it. I thought it was not, I'm sorry. I I'm just as confused as everybody else. And yet everyone was so fast to be, you know, Sam did put out we understand it, bro. Like I didn't see it. I would have probably thought it was an idol. I probably would have done the exact same thing. But besides that one moment by how they're editing it and they're doing a great job if they're trying to paint Simon as this down and out sad puppy. Um, but it, I just thought everyone was a little too hard on the guy. Like, come on, who would not have thought that's an idol. I think we all would have jumped or, or thought it was something. So I, I wanted to get your guys' opinions on that. Ben knew it wasn't an idol. <laughs> ben did. Yeah. True. Hey, look, if if Flick had a showed it to Ben, Ben would have said, no, this is the clue to an idol. Because mm -hmm. no, I don't blame Simon for finding something that's so unique in a cookie jar and say, you know what? This is an idol. Because we're used to an idol having a jewel in it, being some kind of you know interesting thing. Nobody would have tied the two together that, oh, but Ben, I don't know how Ben even tied his together. It was like, oh, this is a clue to an idol. You know how many people wouldn't find an idol? And everybody that found an idol didn't find it because of that clue. So only one person found an idol because of that clue. Yeah, can I just say, I don't think that that was like, I don't know. I feel like that could have been different. I, feel, yeah, I thought like it was a like, really I, weird twist. If yeah. I'm in like the jungle and I walk across a coconut like Shawnee did that has a big jewel on it. I don't <laughs> think I need a clue no. <laughs> to tell me that that is something important. It's, I, I thought it, I, I was kind of let down when they kept building up. We're going to find out what it is. Yeah. And I already knew it was a clue because we already saw Ben find it obviously. And that led him to the idol. It was just a major letdown to me. Like I, I, I thought it could have been so much cooler if I, I like the no instructions idea, mm -hmm. but I think it would have been cooler if you played it as an idol and it was something else. Say like, this is not an idol, 
but you can send two people home that also eliminates their votes. Their votes will not count tonight. Something like that. Something like a Ryan had an like idea that. like that, where it was like, it's the, like a not knowledge, not knowledge without power, but like safety without power. So you play it and like your vote then is not, is null and void and you have to, you have to leave, but you're safe or something. Ryan had that idea too. Mm, see, that would have been very interesting, much more interesting than, well, this is just an unmarked clue. Yeah. Here's what's crazy. They don't clear the path for the idols. Whoever hides the idols, they just drop it where it's at. They don't they don't move spiderwebs out the out the way. They don't remove ants. I was in the rocks. I was looking in the rocks for an idol. I was in the jungle. And I'm talking about, you don't know what's on these spiderwebs. I'm in Fiji. I don't know what might have bit me in there because I'm trying to look for an idol. So I don't need no clue. I need the idol. <laughs> uh, the spoiler clue. alert to anyone who didn't watch 41. He did not find the idol. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, hey, inside track, they film you no matter where you're at. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the actual like Ben elimination here and, and everything leading up to it. So obviously they're all trying to decide. And when I say all, the Spice Girls are trying to decide who they're going to send home. They know this idol is in play george actually calls out flick for it she's like i do have this idol i am gonna play it tonight so they're trying to figure out who to stack the votes on um we obviously see flick and maddie and ben all try to convince stevie which uh to join them in voting out king george and making that move for king george which I'm a little shocked Stevie didn't. My my concern with Stevie is we've talked about it this season where they kind of, or at least I talked about it with Tanya when she came on week one. They talked down to Stevie and it really bugs me. And it was obvious this episode when he was trying to, to pitch his idea. He's like, look, what if we split the votes? And I understand. I agree with them, Stevie. We can't split the votes. I get that. It's the way they were speaking with him and almost being like he's a child. Like, and they're laughing about it. They're like, no, Stevie, we can't. And then they look at each other and they laugh. And it's uh, it, it's just obvious to me that I, I wish Stevie saw that he is by far at the bottom of that alliance. And I think it would be beneficial for his game to make that switch over i know abe you're gonna say he's waiting for the right opportunity to strike um but it just it infuriates me but what i'm getting to is we then see flick play it for maddie then finds out that it's not an idol everyone is shocked and then ben uh ends up going home did they make the right decision to send ben home over a flicker maddie i know that's a question that it's like uh who knows but they were trying to decide who to keep maybe they can end up working with them I think, yeah, I think it was the right decision. Mainly because I think, I don't know, I think we saw what Ben could do, can do, yeah. and and did. Um, and, you know, it was, correct me wrong, I'm pretty sure Jerry was the one who threw out Ben's name first, and they all were like, okay, fine, that works. Um, but Jerry, I did Jerry see that? No, or was he swapped? I can't remember. No, Jerry. Was Jerry at that tribal when, when Ben threw? Yes, he was, because yes. Sharni was the one. So he saw what Ben can do. Um, he saw how he can kind of talk his way into people, you know, moving what they're moving their votes. And so personally, I think Ben is a really great player. I think Ben has the ability to maneuver. Um, and so person, I think that that is the right thing to do. Do I see, did I see Ben as more of a, someone who I was shocked didn't join the villains immediately? Uh, yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah. 
but he didn't that that was a choice that I think that was a mistake on his part at the very beginning I think he should have joined with the the villains right away and then obviously it would have been the wrong decision because then he, he would have been in the <laughs> yeah, Spice Girls alliance them, yeah. but you know <laughs> that was a, a decision he he needed to have made two votes earlier or a vote earlier um so I think it was the right decision because I do think he had the best potential going forward I think in, in the individual game I think he he would have been uh really a one to watch uh, you know we talking to Ben in his exit interview Ben, if it wasn't for King George having the tribal council before his, we'd have been looking at his tribal council as one-on-one on how to go to tribal council for Survivor and how to manipulate the tribe to vote for somebody else at tribal council. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to agree with Ted. I believe that Ben is the most dangerous player that they had at that time. I don't think the reason, but you already said somebody's friend home and, and people get emotional out there. So And that's why you got called a snake in the grass on the way out. So Jerry called him, uh, Gary called him a snake in the grass on the way out. So giving him a vote wasn't going to be hard at all. I just think that he, if he'd have survived that, he just is a better player. And I think that if he had, if he'd have had better alliances, we would have seen him going far in the game as well. But Flick and Matt. Yeah, where does this leave them now? I mean, we saw, we literally saw Ben get an offer kind of at the beginning, you know, come join us. George is offering all these deals. Come be our sixth person. At one point in these episodes, Shawnee said, I don't know what Stevie's thinking. Let me just go grab a crab from the beach to be our fifth Spice Girl member. Uh, but basically in this latest episode, we saw another proposition offered to Maddie where George said, come be our sixth member. And we will have the numbers when we get to the merge. Did Maddie make the mistake here by saying, I need to see the overall landscape of the game before making it any decisions? Because George basically said in a confessional, I don't have time to dilly dally. I don't have time for you to look at the game. I need a yes or no right now. And obviously Maddie didn't give him that answer. So, I mean, asking you guys, if you're in this position, you're out there right now, you see kind of how the game's going. Do you join up with King George? Because, I mean, it's hard to say no when this man's just making everyone look like, I keep saying it, he's playing chess while they're playing checkers. I, I'm not throwing my idol in the fire. I can say that right now. That's not going <laughs> I don't think anyone would. That's why when Shawnee was like, oh, I would definitely throw my idol in the fire. I shook my head no. I'm like, no one would throw their idol. When, you, when you're in no threat, you can say that. But Flick is in a situation where she wasn't the target. And... But you still didn't play it for Ben. You played it for Matt. So mm -hmm. they gave a clear, clear signal that you're concerned about saving Matt and not Ben anyway. So even if he had survived that vote, he should have known, hey, you still are not in this tribe as a hero. Mm -hmm. Go to go to the villains and see what they got going on. It's going to be interesting when we do finally get to merge to see where everybody pairs up at. Because right now, George has his Spice Girl. He has his group. You're right. Stevie going to be the wild card. But we've also seen where... When you erratic in the game of Survivor, you become the vote out because nobody knows where you, what and what you're going to do or how you're going to do it. And like I said before, great editing for Stevie to say until he was at Tribal and he stated, I'm going to go with the current or whatever he said like that on this. He'd already said, I'm not, I'm voting with George now. So you should have known it was coming. So it was crazy, but his edit shows that I don't know who he's voting for. So Tagwith, I mean, where's well, Flick and Maddie in this game right now? Yeah, if well, if I'm Matt, you know, and somebody comes, or if I'm anyone, somebody comes <laughs> up and gives you a proposition, you say yes and, 
Yes, and yes, you. <laughs> That's great acting. This is an actress. <laughs> she knows knows her Absolutely. way around. Absolutely. <laughs> One of my things that I always remember is Erica said she took improv classes to um, prepare for Survivor 41. Um, and the the number one rule in improv is that when you're on stage with somebody, you say yes and to build on what they're saying. And so if in Survivor somebody comes to you and is like, hey, I've got this plan or hey, I've got this thing, you say yes and and then think about it later because you don't want to seem like somebody. And I think that this is what Maddie, Maddie, you can't like, obviously, you've got to walk that fine line. You, It's not all like a, you know, it's not never black and white, but you know, if you are seen as somebody who's wishy-washy and making decisions, that really can bite you. And I think that it bit Maddie. Um, because here's the thing. The thing I remember when they were doing the auction is they oh, said, Maddie's paused. a really great guy. Yeah, yeah, he paused. And they kept saying, Maddie's a really great guy. You know, he's a really good, good person. And sometimes, you know, good, I think good people um, who go into the game wanting to be, quote, heroes and, quote, good people, they don't want to lie to somebody's face and say, yes, I want to do this. But, you know, if you want to make sure that you're not on the outs, sometimes you just got to say yes. And sometimes you just got to roll with those punches <laughs> and figure out, <laughs> you just got to figure out what your next step is. And, um, and I don't, I feel like this is a, that was a, the hesitation on Maddie's part maybe can come back and, to bite him. And I'm nervous about that because, you know, we haven't heard a lot from him, but I do like him on the screen. I like having, I think he's kind of a calming presence for me on the screen. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his face or his aura. <laughs> Everyone else know. is way too chaotic. <laughs> it's like nice to see Maddie. So I hope he stays. Um, but I'm just a little nervous. Even with Terry, like you said, Maddie learned how to play the game because George says, Hey, look, you can come with us. We're not, you're not a target. And he was like, oh, man, let me think about that. Nope. George does not move at that speed. Yeah. And it's like, what? what is it to think about? We'll go back to the same philosophy. Survive to the next vote. Mm -hmm. Can I survive to the next vote? Will this get me to the next vote? Because he was like, oh, let me think about it. Well, you, you're not going to make it to the next vote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a, a question for you guys. Who had, and this is going to get us talking on a few of these players this week. Who had the better week as a whole? Liz, George, or is it still Shawnee who's kind of controlling this game? Tegwith, I'll go to you first. I think it's still Shawnee. I mean, Liz still has an idol. That's really great. But like, and I think that the thing that, you know, happened for Shawnee is she gave Jordy an idol. She and lost went, an idol. Yeah. She lost an idol because it, it went out and that stinks. But I don't know. I think that George is still a bigger target than her. She's using him as a shield still. I think that's still good. Liz is still, uh, Liz still sees Shawnee as her number one, even though she has like this other relationship going on. Um, I, I think that Shawnee right now is in a very good position to go really far. I think she's learned the game, you know, it's her third time playing. And I just think out of those three, like she is in, in my opinion, the best decision to go best position to go for. Now, let me just say, I do like that Liz is making relationships with other people. Um, you know, those other three people, uh, mm -hmm. being David, um, uh, Nina Nina and, and yeah. So I do like that. Um, but that being said, I, I just feel like Shawnee is still in that pivotal role and is still the one that everyone wants to partner with, but is never the target. I just I just noticed that I offered you guys the Spice Girls. I should have just said who out of the Spice Girls had the better week. Uh, Abraham, go ahead. I, I think that Shawnee is in the best position. But I think Liz is going to be one voted out 
by the Spice Girls. Mm. And here's the reason why. I think that Shawnee understands that she has to keep George there as long as possible. Let him do all the destruction. And then when you get down to the final five or the final six, you got to take him out between there because you don't want him in the final three. But I think Liz is going to look at that like, I'm going to take him out early and it's going to be too early. Like Ooh. if they merge, if they merge next time, George shouldn't be the target. You oh, still I have just, too many players. You got too many players in the game. Oh, uh, Abraham, 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 Abraham. We've been doing this long enough. My, my dude, we disagree again. I think if it, if Liz decides that she wants to break off from the Spice Girls Alliance, you're asking a lot for Shawnee to leave her girl Liz out. I think those two are like this. And I think if one of them says, let's cut George loose, the other one will follow. No, I mean, here's the thing about My it concern is. with that is if George finds out, mm -hmm. he's got Jerry in his back yeah. pocket. Which I think could be a really interesting story. Let's say we get late in the season, the Spice the Spice Girls Alliance stays together. Let's say you get, let's just put it out there in the universe. Universe, you get to the final six, final and your six. final six is Liz, Shawnee, George, Jerry, Stevie, and Haley. Oh, and you're never, asking that's never gonna happen. And you decide to go at it. So you've got Jerry and George, you've got Shawnee and Liz, and then you've got Jerry and Haley possibly doing a split vote if Haley decides to go. I'm just putting it out there. I That could happen because all those players besides Haley ultimately are going to be in the majority heading into the merge. And we could see the Spice Girls, if they want to, run this game until the final six or the final five. And then I think you would have to cut George loose. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's 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 a play that can't happen until you cut at least another four players out. You have you got too many players left in there to start cutting the people that's actually making things happen. And if you're right, if Shawnee cuts George on the very first vote on the merge, guess what? Everybody looking at her now. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you going to do? Well, it's only you and Liz, really, because George was actually the master behind and everything. So do you lose Stevie? And now, who do you pick up for the Spice Girl when y'all actually do the merge? Who's coming with you? Is Nina coming with you? I still I mean, think they could get Haley. We've seen George well, communicate bring Haley with back Haley over, all yeah. season. Yeah, so if you bring a Haley over, now George is still going to be looking like he's the mastermind. Everybody knows that George has to go at some time. They just don't know at what time. That's all. I, I think if I'm Shawnee, part of me would want to keep Simon in only for the reason that you know you can't take George that much further because if I think if George makes it to the end, people will be very impressed that he, you know, was able to fight and claw his way to the end. And I could potentially see him if he makes it to final the final, you know, tribal council, I could potentially see him winning. Um and so part of me is like, if I'm Shawnee, do I keep Simon in just for the sole purpose <clears throat> that there is somebody out there who wants to get George out more than you do? Because you know you can't take him that far. And so if there, it, if it ever becomes a thing where you're all of a sudden you're like, you know what, it's time for me to cut George. Do you keep Simon so that Simon can be the face of the getting out George, you know, vote? And then you cut Simon after that just so that you're mm. not the one who got King George. Because sometimes if you're the Kingslayer or the Queenslayer, you have a big target on your back. Obviously, a lot of things would have to fall into a place perfectly for something like that to happen. But I could 
I could see a, a way for that to actually help Shawnee out in the long run, just so that you're not the one turning on your number one alliance and it, you have somebody to blame it on. I mean, if this, this is, is if, if they're smart about it, and this is something that I'm shocked we don't see more in in kind of the new era of Survivor, and I'm shocked we don't see more of this season. We saw this last episode, everyone wants Simon out to the point, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get to this point in a second, they threw a challenge to get Simon out of the game. Why are we trying so hard to get Simon out? He's got nobody. That is as easy as a number that you can get. You go to Simon, you lay it on the table. You say, there is nobody in this game that will work for you with you. There is not one person. He knows that he says he's, he's feeling down. He might still think he has Sean. Yes, but he's feeling super down and out of it. Go to him, lay it all out there and say, Work with me. Because in Survivor, you can have tunnel vision. You'll have nothing else you, to do but think about it. If you yeah. don't work with me, you will not make it three more days in this game. I, I but, So I it, it blows my point. mind that people aren't going to Simon and saying, come with me. Let me ask a question. This, and this just popped in my head. Is King George the Russell Hans of Australia? I saw someone oh, bring no. this up. I think Russell Hans is the Russell Hans of Australia. <laughs> oh no, he got he got to go to that immediately in Australia. They they was like, oh, you got to go. Got uh, to I go. think King George is way better than Russell is. I think King George is the Boston Rob of Australia. You know, the villain that you want to you you want to root for, the one who you know kind of says snarky things behind people's back, but has pretty good gameplay and is good with his words and is good at convincing. Like I don't know, I feel like he's such a big prominent player that I, I almost, I see him more as a, more of a Boston Rob. I would say I'm, I'm very big into the numbers today. Like in our, in our season 44 preview, I said that Josh could become, you know, you could have an argument for oh, top exactly. 10 player of all time, but I'm going to put out another crazy thing. That's going to make a lot of survivor fans go, are you kidding me? And log off probably. <laughs> I think <laughs> King George, I think there is the argument in my opinion that King George could be a top five, a strategic survivor player of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this guy is it's, it's week after week. And this is coming. I have not seen his first season. Right. So I don't know exactly, but I know he does very well. That's how he got the name King George and stuff. And I know mm-hmm. he made it very far in the game, but every single episode, I keep thinking this is going to catch up to him. And every single episode, he just continues to kind of strong arm p- people in doing whatever he wants. Like every week, I feel like there's, it's like watching Star Wars and seeing someone go from a Jedi to a Sith. Every week, this man <laughs> is able to Palpatine someone into getting yeah. into his alliance. And it blows my mind. I'm like, what are we doing, people? Are we all just following in King George's line straight to the finish line? Like, King I George don't get it. Is, is, King George is giving out a master's he cannot class be that playing Survivor. Here's a, here's a funny thing. He is a likable guy. I, when I met him for the first time, I was like, "Who is this guy?" I don't. I didn't know he was King George or anything. But when he, when I met him, he is the socialist guy. He was like, "Hey, man, how you doing? Who's this guy?" He's like, "I'm your roommate." I was like, "Oh, okay, you know the guy in the room." But he draws you in, and we had a blast. I mean, he's just that type of guy. So he's very sociable, has a sociable game. What I didn't see was how he played the game of Survivor. Matter of fact, today. I actually went back and looked at clips of his first time playing. And it's a couple of people, Flick, Haley, that were on that trial with them, they're going to be gunning for him once the merge happens. 
So it's going to be kind of interesting to see who comes together from the previous relationships he had. Well, because you brought up Haley, thank you for that's the perfect. I've had this question. So obviously we've seen George and Haley, you know, talk a, mm-hmm. a good amount. You know, Haley was like, trust Jerry. Uh, George was like, go look for an idol in the roots of the trees. Like things like that we have seen, right? The One of the last things we saw in episode 12 was when Liz went over, she was hugging Nina or her and Nina were talking and Nina was like, be careful who you tell. Be careful, you know, who you tell about this thing, right? Do you think that if Liz goes over there and tells the Spice Girls about the plan to get out Haley, it could come back and bite Nina and Sam and David in the butt because I could totally see that happening because I think that and I and I'm not alone in thinking this I'm pretty sure that George and Haley are much closer than everyone else yes. thinks that yeah. they are yes uh, you you don't just go and whisper you find an idol in the roots of the trees to just anybody you have you know I feel like you have to have a reason to do that um and I really am low-key worried for Nina specifically because she's a winner pick um <laughs> uh, uh, that this could come back to her because I think it was a great plan you know we've said it before in this episode really great plan uh, solid. I we do think it was going to happen, right? I'm worried that I really hope that they talked about this beforehand. So, long question: Do you think this could come back to bite some people? I I, I do. Um, in in answering another question you kind of had there in the whole Haley and George relationship that we kind of see, I think Haley would be down to take George to the end again. I think Haley has this mindset that she beat she beat George once, she can do it again, and I think she would have that story. Look, I am a first time or I am a winner of this game who just made it to the end again. We've seen it with Sandra. It's a very compelling argument to Mm -hmm. you just want a season. You made it to the end. So that's why when people keep saying, Abraham, I know you alluded to it, that when Haley joins up with George, she's going to be looking to get him out. I don't think so. I think if Haley and George get together, that's a combination you don't want in this game because I think Haley would have no problem taking George to the end with him. I think if anyone has a problem with it, it's probably George, <laughs> but I don't see Haley really caring about it. She's like, I've already beat him before. Um, well, you know, but yes, you, you I, I, to... I do see, I do see it coming back to bite someone um, because what I think is going to happen is we kind of saw this preview for next week where Liz says George is starting the boss people around and it's starting to get annoying. And I think what's going to happen, this is just my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My my prediction is, my theory, in a sense, is I think Liz is going to tell them and George is going to start throwing out, well, we got to get this person out, got to get this person out. We got to maybe throw another challenge or something like that. And I think that's going to set her off because we hear her say, I, you know, she is making these relationships with other people. And I'm very interested in this game to see who Liz goes with, whether she decides to go with this new group that she forms or if she stays with the Spice Girls. Well, you got you got merge, you got pre-merge strategies. The pre-merge strategies is the five to get to merge. I think with Nina and David and Sam, once they merge, it's a whole new game because now you have individual immunity. So there is no tribe immunity and that individual immunity gonna keep people from getting voted out. So I'm interested to see how everybody start playing the game from the merge perspective. So now relationships are even more important. So I don't think that wanting to get Haley out for Nina, if we start to see it in the edits as the show gets on by, hey, what about Haley? 
then we're going to see. But I don't think Nina's on the chopping block this early. I think there's a lot of other people on the chopping block before her. And I think she has David. I think she has Sam. So you got three votes right there. I think they can turn a couple other people. And Sean, they could probably take a Sean with them. And even a Simon. I think they have enough votes to keep from getting voted out. I just don't know who's going to be expendable on that very first merge vote off that very first challenge. Let's talk about Nina for a little bit here. I know we talked about her just <laughs> for a minute earlier. Your guys's winner pick still there. Mine's long gone as usual. Aww, poor, <laughs> poor, poor Charney. Um, but what I will say is Nina was getting one of the purple edits this season, her and David we had not seen any of, and then they just throw it in our face this week. Yo, these two are actually super close in the game. We started hearing about it, I think, in the latest episode last week, but we really saw it this time. Those two are very a very strong duo, like best friends. Um, we also heard Nina say uh, when Jordy and Liz were kind of strong-arming them, who do you guys want it to be? The first thing that was said out of Haley not and David. Nina's mouth, not David. And that was from Nina. She said, I do not want to, well, I do not want to go David. So that tells me those two are locked in, ready to go to the end together, Um, which is interesting. So I want to hear you guys obviously predicted Nina to win. What do we think of this alliance between David and Nina? And then you can go into this greater alliance of bringing Sam in who fell on the outs of the heroes and then trying to get Liz in as that like fourth member. It's very obvious. They want that fourth member to be like a four strong. I, I am very interested. So number one, love Nina. Um, I just wanted to say, I think we brought up her confessional about her saying like, you know, I was a hero. Now I'm playing like a villain at the, before the season even started in the, and I mean this as a compliment, I was like, Nina's a villain. The only reason why Nina's a hero, the only reason why Nina's a hero is because she, she got out on an injury. Nina was playing like a villain in blood versus water as she should. Um, and I was like the whole time, like, uh, Babe's a villain. Like, like I'm really excited to see this um, really interesting, fun gameplay from her. Um, and I was, I was shocked about her and David's relationship. Uh, like pretty much everyone else's, they are super tight. And I think um, it could be one of those things where they go to the very end and just kind of maybe Nina has a little bit more of a, uh, you know, uh, pizzazzy gameplay. Um, and so I could see that's why she wins and that's why I'm right. Um, uh <laughs> <laughs> and then she will never live it down that her first cast assessment she got it right right off the bat be like hey that exactly. was a good pick exactly yeah. um but i just i i think it was very shocking that they decided to bring in sam because sam is such a loyal loyal player now while i do think that's good in numbers it just somehow doesn't align with how I see Nina playing the game. Not saying she's not loyal. I do think she is loyal, but I do think that she knows when to make the move that she needs to make. Not that she wants to make it something that she needs to do. Um, and I don't know that Sam does that or, or, or has that ability. And so I find that a very interesting third. Um, Whereas I feel like somebody like I feel like Nina could work really, really well with somebody like Liz could work really, really well with somebody like Shawnee. Um, but I, I'm I'm very interested how that I would like to I would like to have seen how that three was formed. Um, and I'm really sad that we didn't get that before you That's go, right. Abraham. I know you want to add to that, but I do want to throw out. I think that Nina already had a prior relationship with Sam because she kept um... alluding to the fact when they had the vote for Sam, 
I got to patch this up with Sam. I got to figure out a way to patch this up with Sam. That's how I took it. She said that multiple times. So I was like, I wonder if she already didn't have a great relationship with Sam. And we know that Sam and David are like brothers mm-hmm. and in that yeah. group of meaty men. Um, so that didn't shock me as much. Actually, now looking back on it, I wouldn't have been. I think what happened is David was so close to Sam also so close with Nina that David just probably told Nina, let the bridge Sam in. exactly. Yeah. So I, I, that's, I would wager that's what happened there. Sorry to cut you off, Abe. I know yeah. you wanted to add on there. Here's the thing about it is Nina doesn't have to convince Sam. David is already his number one. Mm, yeah. And as long as David co-signs for Nina, Nina's good to go. Now, do you have to do some, um, some, some, what's that? When you got to, when you tear up something, you got to go back and do some patchwork because <laughs> she did write his name down. And she already says, hey, I did want to write your name down. We were strong armed to do it. So he saw the fact that it was two idols. So when you look back on it, you say, okay, Sean and them need to look over their shoulder and wonder how many votes did Sam get in that tribal? He got four. So that means that somebody had to cast the other two votes for him or who cast the remaining votes for him. So he's already uneasy with the hero tribe. So he's easy to turn. So I say that's a solid three votes. Now, who's going to be four? I don't think Liz is coming back. Liz is going to go with the Spice Girl, so she's going to be over there. But somebody else is going to join forces. I could see Matt joining forces with him and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and jump ship right now. And Because if I was Nina, I'd be like, hey, George and Flick have a relationship from a previous gameplay. I would, I would try to bring a Matt in or... I see, or I see Flick. I see Flick mm-hmm. more than Maddie. Or Flick. Um, so, But when you already have numbers it's easier to say, okay, let's bring one more person in, but I don't think she has to do a lot of patchwork with Sam. I think Sam is already wanting to jump from the heroes tribe for the fact that not one time did he get votes. He was going to get, hold up, he got votes twice. He was going to get a vote the second time, but then yeah, he ended up, because it, it ended up being that that switch, swap. the swap. But he, yeah. knew, he, the knew he, was, he knew he was going to get votes. They was like, oh, we're going to use you again. So he's just like Gary. <laughs> they was like, hey, why we keep voting for Gary, him? yeah. Gary, you don't keep voting for him. And as a funny part, Sam really hadn't done anything except be a loyal player. And he was the one they threw the name out to get votes. Wrong so place, wrong time. We've we've yeah. talked about it. Sometimes survivors just luck. And he just, for whatever reason, ended up being the bottom of the alliance. Uh, there's been a lot of themes this season that we've been seeing reoccur in terms of using people as shield, mm-hmm. in terms of uh the amazing gameplay that's just strategic gameplay that's happening. But there are some negatives as well. And some things that I've started to notice that I'm like, okay, you don't see this in the U S a lot. And it's starting to get a little, you know, it's noticeable now. Um, Throwing challenges is starting (laughs) to, to become a habit. And we all know, we've talked about it before where I am, way against throwing a challenge you could never convince me to throw a challenge it just makes no sense like i said if you really want to get someone out you can get them out just wait you will eventually go to tribal council and they can be your target there's no reason to throw it i also think it's a little disrespectful i know this is like gosh randy stop going this deep into it but it's a little disrespectful to the people who actually build these challenges and put time into making them and we're not even going to try um, this latest episode, they wanted Simon to get out and they had that memory challenge, which yes, it, it didn't take a lot of building, but it was very obvious that they were throwing it to the point where if I was the host, I would have been like, yo guys, come on. 
like actually try or something. So where are we at right now with this earlier in the season? We were like, no, we can kind of understand it. If there's a player, we weren't necessarily for it, but we could kind of understand it. This is the second time that they've thrown a challenge now or second or third time. Yeah. Third Third, time they've thrown a challenge. No, because George and um, Shawnee uh, were pretend. Oh, for the, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the blocks. Third time. Yeah. And that second time they threw a challenge this week. Now that I think about it, is it starting to be like too much? And this goes to what you, you said earlier, Teg with, with the tribal alliances, they're very big in protecting the person on the other tribe. So I, I really hope this doesn't become the new Norman survivor kind of like the auction where it's like, how do you fix the challenges? Well, do you just stop doing swaps? Maybe I'm looking way too into it, but you know, that's what I do when I have a whole page of notes here. I get really into the <laughs> problems of the game. Uh, so I'll start with Tegwit first and then go to Abraham here. Well, I definitely am not for throwing a challenge. So for when Haley threw the challenge, I was really not like for that in that point in time. And I'm not that I'm saying I'm like all gung-ho for throwing the challenge, but I understand it more now than I did when Haley threw it. Because, mm. you know, I think when Haley did it, it was pretty early in the game. Like the tribes were still each other's tribes. The heroes were going to go to tribal council at some point. The merge wasn't right around the corner. Like all of these things, you know, I think it was, I think it was the wrong thing to do. It worked out for her and that's great. But I, I don't like when people throw challenges personally. Um, I do understand it now because now you see that the merge is right around the corner. You see that you have, you don't know how many, like, you don't know how many until the merge. You don't know, you know, it could be the next one. It could be the the one after that, you know. Um, and so because of that, I understand wanting to go in the merge with more numbers. So why don't we throw it so that our people over there can be safe? Um, I do think that Australian Survivor has more of a tribe, uh, um, tribe strong mentality than the U.S. Survivor has. And that's not just because they started off with two tribes. I just think it's their mentality. The, the, the mentality that Australian Survivor has. Um, and so I don't think this will become the norm. <laughs> Sorry. My cat is right there. Um, I don't think it'll become the norm. I do think it is getting a little tired, but I understand why they do it. Does that oh, yeah. make sense? Yes, yes. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You have to throw the challenge after George says, I'm going to get back. I'm going to pay you back for voting my player out. We knew the challenge was going to get thrown. We knew it was thrown. And we wanted to see who was going to get voted out. Can you make good on your promise that you just said as a declaration of war? The buildup to that, I'm with with everybody else. I'm not throwing a challenge. I'm going out there competing every time. But once the declaration of war was presented, you wanted to see who was going to get voted out. And the only way to vote somebody out is we can't win this challenge. And but to me, it was so obvious on both sides, <laughs> you know, it was like, OK, we're going to throw the challenge. OK, well, we know you're going to throw the challenge and we know why you're going to throw the challenge. I like George's the way he did their throwing a the challenge because it was basically an epic saga of what was started at the mat for voting out uh, the Joker. So you voted the Joker out. OK, now we're going to vote one of your players out. We have three over here. We're going to vote them out. Nobody wanted to see them win and not vote anybody out. Be like, oh, man, what happened? No, we want to see somebody get voted out. Now, when you wanted to vote out Simon, yeah, I didn't like that one at all. I mean, it was so just obvious that you wasn't really trying. Now, Randy, to the people that put those things together, 
they don't care about us. I know they don't, but I care about them. I care about the time they. I don't care about them either because when they when I touched my, when I did that challenge and I touched that stuff, I was like, "What in the world were they doing? You couldn't have the sled alone so like it weighed three hundred pounds, and you're you're just exhausted by the time you get to the sled and the, and everything else. They have a blast doing it because they know they don't have to do it at real speed. They're just trying to make sure it's safe." They're trying to make sure it's safe for us. So when we go out there, but they're not, they're not trying to give it hundred percent. They're not hitting it hard. We hitting it hard and it hurts. Randy, when you get on the show, I'm going to text you back and be like, Hey, I know you was passed out. I can see it in your <laughs> face. <laughs> so Hopefully, hopefully I'm on very soon. I, ho I hope you get that call back very soon or I get that call, whichever if not, way. I'm going with, Whoever's not calling with. who. Uh, Next year I'm going with Ted with <laughs> heading into merge week before we wrap up here because i'm pretty sure we've covered everything but in a second remind me if i forgot it anything um who is and i think we're all gonna think of the same person so if you want to go out on a whim here go ahead who is in the most danger of not making the merge who stands out to you let's just say one or two more episodes before the merge or maybe there's three episodes before the merge whatever it is who stands out? There's no way this person makes the merge with where they're at in the game at the moment. I'll go first to give you guys, because I have kind of been thinking about it. I'll give you a couple seconds to think. We're all thinking Simon. Feel free to say Simon if you want to. I'm going to say Matt. Matty. Um, He's in a really tough spot. I think turning down George is going to come back to bite him in the butt. Um, And I just don't know where he fits. His whole game was part of that big meaty alliance and since then since the tribe swap that has dissolved david and sam have gone on to work with nina and liz sean has kind of leaned more on Haley now as like his main ally where does that leave maddie yes you could say maddie is with flick i don't think there's nothing that indicates those two are working together one bit no. uh past the bin vote they've both kind of been talking with george and to me, they're both kind of wild cards in this game. They're numbers that could be picked up much like Simon. So that's, I'm going to make the argument. If we're looking at who is in the most danger of not making the merge, I'm going to put Maddie out there. Abraham, go ahead. Look, um, based off the current tribe structures, Matt is definitely on the bottom. And Simon is definitely on the bottom of his tribe. So if I had to say what, who wasn't going to make it, it's going to be those two. I don't, because Simon has everybody disenchanted with him at the moment. And Matt just didn't make a decision at the right time. That's really the only thing it was because Flick and Matt came to George with the same saying, hey, I'll be a double agent. Well, you're not going to go with both of them and you're not really worrying about Flick. So unless Matt or somebody finds an idol because idols are back in play, uh, I, would, I would say Matt or Simon. Tag, what um, is there will, someone else? Well, I will play devil's advocate. I do think that... Um, <laughs> I think that Simon, you, I, I agree. I think Simon is going to have some trouble making the merge, which breaks my heart because I wanted to make the merge so badly. Uh, um, uh, and I think that they should just use him as a number. Whatever. Whatever. Don't listen to me. <laughs> um, I, but I will play devil's advocate and say maybe Flick. And here is why. I would like to see Flick go further, but when when um, uh, George had the chance chance to go to either Matt or Flick to ask to, you know, join. He did choose to go to Matt. He did yeah. not go to Flick. Um, now, 
I'm not saying that he, I think he's going to work with Matt because I do think that hesitation is not going to be there. But I do think that that puts Flick in a worse position on the tribe because he doesn't see a way forward with her. Um, mm. And so that's why I'm slightly worried for her and a, a little bit more worried than, than I am for Matt. I do think that they're, they're going to be the ones going to tribal um, uh, in the next, you know, inter- iteration, the next episode. Um, and I just, I hope it's, I hope I'm wrong. I really like Flick, um, but that's who I think. So there you go. If, Either of you guys listening or watching or any of you guys listening or watching like Maddie, Simon and Flick, it it might be tough to make the merge for them, Um, but we'll have to wait and see next week. So we kind of just hit the halfway point of the season. We're on week four. I'm pretty sure there's at least six or seven weeks of Australian Survivor. I'm leaning more towards I think there's seven. So we've kind of hit that halfway point. What are we thinking about the season as a whole. Um, and I was talking to Abraham before you joined Tech with, I think. Um, this week was obviously a little less exciting than last week, but I still think it was super exciting. It's just so hard to live up to what last week was, which was just pure insanity. Um, so I'll go ahead and say, I think this season, I'm loving it. I mean, I have fell in love with Australian Survivor. Last season was the second season I ever watched and I loved it. I know a lot of people had their opinions. They thought it was kind of dull at times and they, you know, we're all going to have our opinions. I loved last season. I love the storylines that, that were in place. Um, I also watched the first season I ever watched of survivor Australia was champions versus contenders too. And I love that season too. And there's just something, I think it's because it's new. It's fresh to me. They're doing a lot of what old survivor used to do do and didn't get rid of like auction and stuff like that. So I think that really is what's making me fall in love with it more than any other franchise right now. Um, But I think in terms, if we're looking at, this is the halfway point. I think, I don't know how you could get much better this season. I really don't. The story, I mean, the editing, the storytelling is just chef's kiss. It is. I'm invested Every single episode, I have someone I'm booing. I want George out of the game so bad. I want Stevie to get George out of the game, not Simon. I want Stevie to make that move. I want him to be the death of King or King George's death to be Stevie. Um, but while saying that, I also want like someone like Shawnee, who's playing a flawless game, in my opinion, make it all the way to the end. So I, I think there's so many storylines. There's so many people to cheer for. There's so many people to root against. I think it's just masterful television abe i'll go to you first here how we i don't want to see i don't want to see another chinese buffet uh, i need a, I need, I need a little okay. buffet i need a little bit of starving i need a little bit of every reward is not just a over abundance of food we I talked like about I, this it's the law they have I to know. feed them <laughs> I, and i'm like i'm like can you can you scale it back a little bit can you knock off don't have the dipping sauce <laughs> <laughs> You know, because and and when you're starving, every little bit counts. But you kind of take that out of play with Australian Survivor. But me, I love the challenges. I love the physicality of the challenges. I love that you have to work as a team. And nobody has the upper hand because if we look at the makeup of the heroes tribe to the villains tribe, they they would just they would dominate. Now it's like, okay, who's going to be the dominant tribe? I just like the dynamics of it how they're playing the game, the returning players. Uh, I know we got a lot of the new players voted out early, but I think it was a good mixture. 
it's probably one or two players. It's definitely one player that I don't know how they, how she got by. I don't know how Rogue got on the show for this season, but <laughs> definitely you didn't add anything to Australian Survivor. If anything, you kind of smudged Australia the the process of selection of candidates to be on the show. I think they could have done better with that. So, but as far as the season go and comparing it to Blood versus Water and getting to see those players and even talking to some of those players, um, it's just a great season. Now, what I don't do is I don't compare Australian Survivor to U.S. Survivor. And because just like you said, they have to give them food. Well, U.S. Survivor ain't got to feed you. So <laughs> no. we, we see that part. Don't give somebody fishing gear and they can't fish anyway. It don't make a difference. Jonathan is the only one that can fish in the last three seasons. No, no. I got to take that back because they didn't show it. But uh, my girl went out there and she could fish um, for my season. What is what's the name? It's I'm trying to see how you got from how's this season to fishing. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Australian Survivor has plentiful of food, and Jonathan oh, yeah. was the only one that could do it for fishing. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 just it's just a it's just both of the survivors are such a great experience to watch them unfold on TV. And as you start to meet the different characters, like this season coming up, a season forty four is going to be <clears> unique <throat> for all of us because we've met some of the actual players, which makes you look at them different. Like I'm looking at George, like. That guy is so nice. Nina is outstanding. Nina is my Ruby Tuesday person. We got to hit Ruby <laughs> Tuesday at night. Uh, so it's it's it's. I've, I've enjoyed it. I think it's great. I think the way they put it together. I think some of the editing is better than U.S. Survivors editing uh, because you truly sometimes you just don't know who's going to get voted out. I think that's the mystery when you go to Tribal Council to keep that a secret as long as possible. But yeah, I've Ben was shocking. We had no idea for the Ben vote out, which one of the three were kind of, I mean, you could kind of sense which one it would, but it was all a prediction. But I I mean, Abraham made some great points there, Tech, with how, how are you, you viewing it? I mean, this season, now that we're at like the halfway point. Sydney. I'm sorry, Sydney. I want to give you a Sydney, shout out because yeah. Sydney was fishing. <clears throat> and that's it. Um, I, you know, I am, you know, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm relatively new to Survivor. I started watching in 2018 um, and uh, since seen every single uh, American season um, and I've seen a good amount of the Australian seasons. Haven't seen New Zealand yet. That's next on the docket. Um, The thing about Survivor to me is every single season, especially the live seasons, as much of criticism that I have while I'm watching it, I adore it. It is like live theater to me. Mm -hmm. It is it is, you know, I like to see what happens. And so as I critique it because I love it. Um, and I really do love this season. And I, I loved Blood versus Water. And I loved 43. And I love 42. And I love 41. Like, I will watch and really enjoy pretty much every single season of Survivor. Um, as much as I might say about it. Um, so that being said, I think this is an amazing season. I think that... You, you really couldn't go wrong with who they brought on the season, you know, with people like Jordy and King George and Shawnee and Sean and Haley and all of these returnees, like there is a Nina and, you know, there was no way it wasn't going to be a good season. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's really great. My always, my slight worry with good pre-merge seasons uh, is that the post-merge is not as good. Um, and I don't think that it's the case all the time, but sometimes when those big characters go out pre-season, now they haven't um, 
this time, but when pre-jury and when, you know, you have all these things, then post merge, it's a little uh, of a, not a letdown, but not as good. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case this time. I think it's going to be really, you know, exciting. You know, you ha- we have the characters in that I love still. I'm pretty much rooting for and against everybody. Um, and I think that's <laughs> okay, what Josh. you want. I think that's what you want in Survivor. I think you, I don't want somebody to hate. I want somebody to love to hate. I don't want somebody that I just want to love. I want somebody that I love, but I also hate, you hate that, love. but I love. Exactly. <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? Yes. So I'm very happy with this season and I cannot see, I uh, cannot wait to see where it goes. I think it's going to be really amazing. And I think the best part about it, none of us still have any idea how it's going to play out and who's going to win. There is nobody least, better spoil me. I'll be mad. <clears throat> there's at least like seven to eight people remaining that like, really have a chance to win Mm -hmm. this season um but yeah i think that does it for us i think we've covered everything heading into the merge week it's just going to continue to get more exciting and it's going to get more exciting for us here at survivor now as we start coverage for u.s survivor we are at that time of year where they're going to start overlapping each other and it's our busiest season i kind of call it our christmas season because it's just non-stop go 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 um so we do have a lot of coverage coming out for you guys make sure to tune in sometime this week now a lot of us are going to be at premiere parties so it might not be wednesday right after the show yeah everyone but me basically is everyone else is cooler (laughs) than i am they don't come to indiana they never bring the premiere party in indiana if they had it in chicago i'd be there or cincinnati or even nashville but no they're all on the east and the west coast but anyway, they, they love going by the water. Uh, but anyways, so the coverage will be at some point this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. We will do a recap of episode one of U.S. Survivor. It sets It is set to air this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. I forgot that it's just Thursday. This coming Wednesday, March 1st, 8 p.m., two-hour uh, special premiere. It's is it really special at this point? It's two hours every season. It's the two According hour. to Jeff Probst, it's going to be the best tribal of all time. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, if special. you guys saw the TikTok he posted earlier, four things to watch out for this season: the most medical visits ever on the show. The first tribal is literally insane. I forgot the other two. Those are there the two. The, that the, the 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 idol is public. Oh yeah, it's one. the cage. There's a cage idol this uh-huh. year where it's just sitting there, and you have to just go and grab it or something, um, which they're very excited for. So yes, we're going to have a lot to talk about this week. I just ordered my buff for it. So I'm going to replace this buff with the new, the new green buff. Cause I got to represent my girl, Claire. Um, and then <laughs> with some point this week is might be getting with, uh, we haven't actually said in stone, but might begin with my good friend, David for our brand new show survivor social, which is basically a second recap show but they're going to get even more in depth into it. They're going to get behind the scenes or well, as behind the scenes as they can get. And they're also going to talk about maybe some of the underlying social issues, especially with us survivor. This is something that we've seen recently where there's a lot of moments that are way bigger than the game that sometimes we don't touch on the main recap show. So uh, even if there's nothing to talk about in terms of social issues, these are two people who know Survivor, David and Tegwith, and it's going. I'm going to be tuning in every Friday, and I can't wait to watch because it is going to be amazing. I can't wait to hear you guys' opinions on all of it. Um, and you can also play along. We made our predictions earlier. You can play our fantasy game. Head on over to Facebook. Uh, I'll put the link. Actually, stay here. I'll put the link in the uh, the 
description below. <laughs> Hit that link and join our Facebook Survivor Fantasy Game. If you win, if you have the most points by the end of the season, you will win a Survivor prize pack provided to us by our good friends at Katie Tedesco Art. Abraham, you're not going to win. I'm not going to let you win, my guy. <laughs> no, he might win. He might. Look, he won hey, the last fantasy contest we did, so he, he Josh, might win. Josh probably win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably, it might be someone here. See if you can beat us. You're also competing against the experts per se. So see if you can beat us. Tegwith, are you in it? I know you have another. I will be game soon. Done. I will be. Okay. soon. I haven't done it yet, but I will join. So I'm like, I don't know if we can get Tegwith. She's got another fantasy game. Is is that still open for everyone to join? Yeah, yeah. It's super simple. It's super very. You don't have to think about it. You just kind of and do your stuff, and uh, it's uh, really fun. Uh, well, if you need a link to her TikTok as well, go to our about section. We got. We totally redesigned. I did some house cleaning today and totally redesigned our YouTube. It's easier to find our videos, our playlist. We now have a, a like a channel trailer. We're getting a little bit fancy here. Um, but yeah, do you guys have anything else to to add before we move on here? So what's going to be a very eventful week in terms of Survivor next week with everything going on? I'm, I'm just going to say it's going to be an exciting week. Not only do we have Australian Survivor going into the merge, we have U.S. Survivor kicking off, which says season 44. It's just going to be a great season of Survivor. So you're going to have a lot of Survivor next week. Um, a lot of premiere parties going on. I know Sandra, um, they're doing a premiere party. Uh, Tegwith, she's going to a premiere party. Randy's going to be at a premiere party with his girlfriend. Um, I'm going to be at Not even. Party. You think I'm going to get her to come over and watch Survivor? I've tried. Oh. It's just going to be <laughs> me and my dog. I'm gonna be with Rand. I'm gonna be with uh Bryce and Wendell, the Wendell production, hanging out with them, enjoying and uh getting a chance to meet Erica. Uh, never met her in person. This will be the first time I get a chance to meet in person, but it's gonna be all Survivor next week. Tagworth, what what do you have planned next week? You're going somewhere, right? I don't know if it can yeah. be said, but uh, I'm going to a premium party in New York. I'm super stoked about it. Um, I uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm get to leave work early for that. So your boss <laughs> is the best. I love your boss. I'm just taking a day. I'm just taking a day off. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a really great week. One thing I did want to say before we leave is I saw this on somebody's Instagram. I forget who it was. Um, but somebody posted reposted the Australian Survivor promo for next next week. And the promo Australian survivor on their Instagram promo says going into the end game. And I forget, I forget who it was. So whoever it was, I apologize, comment who it is in the, in the comments below so that you can get the credit. But then they did a poll and they were like, I'm sorry, is merge the end game? Like, I don't I think merge is the end game. And I was like, really great point. Why is Australian survivor saying merge is end game? End game is like, Final five. Aren't, final aren't they two. saying it's the road to the end game though? Because I, I was one of the people who voted it's halfway because I thought they were more saying it's the road to the end game. Maybe they were, but in my mind, when I hear end game, I'm thinking final three episodes, babe. I'm not thinking like merge hasn't even happened yet. I'll shout <laughs> out uh, our our good friend, us uh, like super fan of the show. We love him. We got to get him on at some point. But Chris, I saw my friend Chris post was something. it chris yeah i, I think, think it was chris yeah chris chris from oh, okay. australia yeah he's been following since the get-go i got i gotta show some love for my guy he posted i'm glad that you remembered then, who it was 
Yeah, posted a video explaining it, and he's like, it makes no sense to me. And I'm like, great point, Chris. Yes. I thought it Chris- was a great point. So in the comments, decide whether you think Endgame is b- uh, before the merge has even happened uh, or not. Because, yeah, because you know, I'm... I- Oh, I sorry, I didn't a, mean I to cut you off. No, go I ahead. I just wanted to say, I don't even think the merge is going to happen until next Wednesday for us or no. whenever the episode, next Tuesday, sorry. That's when we can watch the episodes. I don't think the merge is going to be the first episode this week. I think it's going to be like the end of the week. There's the merge. It's it's kind of that merge week. So it's going to be building up to it. So I, I don't know. I don't know. This so is a great why, observation, Chris, like 10 out of yeah, 10. This is why we don't get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yet. Yeah, not yet. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, make sure to turn on that notification button because more content continues to come out and you want to be here for the live chats. We might not go live, but the videos go live and we are always in the chats wanting to interact with you guys. So make sure to turn on that bell. If you're on Spotify, make sure to follow the channel and give the podcast a rating, preferably a five or maybe a four, preferably, but... We'll leave that up to you. Uh, But other than that, we will see you guys back on Sunday night for the next interview for the Eliminated Castaway for Survivor Australia. And Survivor US starts next week. So let's go.